Hi, welcome to another uh, issue of the Ship It Show. I'm here with Avi from Shippable. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about how to modernize uh, some older or legacy software code bases. I think a lot of people in the DevOps and continuous delivery world are blessed with either a cloud native app or a, uh, a greenfield project or a, uh, a tech team that never was not continuous delivered, continuously delivered. And it's very easy for teams to input uh, tools and processes and, and ship quickly and do automated testing on those kind of projects. What's harder is if you have any kind of legacy system, you know, like a monolithic system or a system that relies on racked and stacked hardware, it's much harder to, to incrementally turn that into a continuously delivered piece of software. And I think, you know, you've got a lot of experience doing this. We have a lot of experience doing this at, at uh, Ship on Day One. And in this scenario where you have a company that has some, you know, many of our viewers have that legacy software system that almost has a little mini storm cloud following it around wherever it goes. Uh, you have some thoughts on, on how to approach that, and uh, we're going to talk about that today. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me here. So do you want to introduce yourself and uh, just uh, uh, a sure. little bit about Shippable? Yeah. I mean, my name is uh, Avi Kavale. I'm one of the founders of uh, Shippable. We are a DevOps automation platform. Uh, we've been in business for about close to five years now. Great. And that's Right in the beginning of when DevOps was a, was becoming uh, a I'd mainstream say, thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was cult when we started, and now <laughs> it's become more accepted, and, and people kind of it's no longer like a very special set of folks who do DevOps. It's more mainstream. Uh, we hear it more and more from CIOs, CTOs having it as part of their agenda to get DevOps in their organization. It's great that uh, CIOs are talking about DevOps as well. No? Uh, so the the sort of four things we talked about were uh, picking a plan that works with existing tools. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, not looking at modernization as a big bang and trying to identify the long poles, uh, and then gathering data on the flow, like how you measure your impact to the, the flow of code. Uh, and then this, this concept of um, never being done. Uh, like it's not something that I'm going to invest two years and I'm done with DevOps, it's like a way of working. Uh, so let's talk about the first one here a little bit. Um, picking a plan that works with existing tools. Why is that? In, why are existing tools important and how do you go about picking a plan that works with them? I think, I think the main thing is people, f I mean, if you're in greenfield, you don't have this problem, right? I mean, you don't have any investments anywhere. Right. And, and sometimes what happens is, and I mean, that's very lucky if you're in that mode, but most organizations have a lot of investment that's already been done. Right. And two things, one is why are we fixing something that's not broken? That's the mindset people have. And then the second thing is, even if I go fiddle with all of this stuff, maybe the ROI is not going to justify the cost it takes me to actually fiddle with it. Right. So those are things becomes a big resistance for your DevOps journey. And so what you really need to do is to, what I call as platforms which are future-proof, uh, it means basically it works with what you have, and right. it also sets you up for things that you might need in the future. Yeah, we see very, very long enterprise sales cycles, you know, three-year deals for things like Atlassian uh, and that tool set there, or GitHub, you know, where people are baked into it. And I think you picking a plan and a platform that embraces what you already have. It's not hard. It's not easy getting a tool adopted. Exactly. And then the other thing also is that you have to uh, not just about having a homogenous tool chain. 
you got to understand that the modern organizations, especially like some of the large enterprises, their stuff has been built over multiple decades. Right. So they've used different tools, different tool chains. Uh, I mean, it's almost like generational gaps between applications. And so you can't just say, I want a homogenous solution. I mean, you want it to be as heterogeneous as possible. What you really want is a homogenous way to manage all of that stuff. It right. needs to be more heterogeneous support, but a homogenous way to actually manage it. And it's and a sensible default. You know what we see sometimes in teams that we deal with is everything is an exception, because there is no default. There is no. This is the tool chain you use for this. This is the tool chain you use for this. This is the tool chain you use for continuous delivery, automated testing, backlog management. Everyone's doing their own thing because there isn't a default. And I think having that default and then allowing exceptions to it is important. Too. Exactly. I mean, and and then you got to have a standard use case, and then people have to come back and, and kind of tell you why that use case is no longer valid for their particular scenario, and then you go with your exceptions. So let's talk a little bit about looking at modernization as a big bang. I think you had a great analogy of finding the long poles and then yep. moving on to the next one. I mean, we've seen this a lot of times, right? I mean, it's not just DevOps platforms. I mean, it's like people have had this issue with ERP migrations and SAP deployments. I mean, people were in some other kind of ERPs and they were moving to SAP and they tried to do it in one big bang. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is two things. One is it's going to take like five, six years to get there. And the second thing is you're way over budget. And then people eventually start hating the fact that I'm talking about SAP modernization. That's kind of what most <laughs> ITs are. It becomes a real dirty one. I mean, we did that at Microsoft, right? I mean, we did that because we needed Xbox. I mean, I was on the Xbox team, and, and most of Microsoft was not into hardware, and we were all software, and then hardware required a completely different way of managing, and right. our ERP systems didn't do it. So that big bang was like, it took us like six, seven years, and we had very deep pockets to actually make it work. And that's where I think, you need to be a lot more surgical when you think about DevOps. So I think the things that I recommend mostly to a lot of folks is find the thing that is the most painful thing that's happening. I mean, it could be whatever. I mean, whether it's infrastructure provisioning, whether it is just packaging or your just one commit ends up causing me eight hours of build time, whatever that is, pick that thing and then start figuring out how to shorten that cycle. And what eventually will happen is some other thing will end up becoming the long pole. And so if you go on this iteration, it's kind of like a spiral of long pole after long pole. And eventually, you're going to start compressing your development life cycles, which is a much better approach to actually go about doing it. Which brings you brings on to the next topic, which is um, gathering data on the flow. We have a, an article on our website about a very, very quick and dirty tool that development teams can use where you just on a whiteboard write down all the manual tasks you're doing and then you put a sticky next to it every time you yep. execute one. So at the end of the month, you have almost a histogram exactly. of tasks. Yep. And that, that's a super quick and dirty way of doing it. But how do, from an organizational level, how do you, how do you, is there any formal way of doing it? Like, what do you recommend? I mean, I think, I think, I look at measuring the handoffs. So when does the handoff start and when does the next handoff occur? So right. if you kind of look at that elapsed time, whether, I mean, don't look at it as like people start getting into, hey, let me just start measuring each task and each activity that's happening. I mean, that starts getting into too much of noise. What you want to do is look at it more from a macro perspective and say, okay, team A, whether it's a development team that's handing off to a test team, and then the test team then hands it off to some sort of like security team, which then hands it off to operations. Yeah. So just look at handoffs as like a very, very macro way of looking at where your long pole is. And then if I'm not picking any particular team as a, a culprit here, but for example, if test team is taking too long to do right. it, then start drilling down and say, what are the long poles in this process? So you kind of go down more organically. 
and then you come back up and look at if anything changed. And also how, how, how quickly the feedback is coming back through those systems. Exactly. And, and so, I mean, it, it, it's also not just forward handoff, right? It could be also like what's happening with the reverse handoff is things being thrown over the fence and then again thrown back over. And so there's this thing that's happening. I mean, we, we look at a lot of those kind of big metrics and yeah. then you can kind of say, hey, let's focus on this one piece. If we can solve this thing, then suddenly my cycle time reduces. I mean, you got to look at it more from a cycle time perspective, and that's that's the key thing. And the last thing we brought up is the fact that you're never done. Uh, and, you know, this is, I think you said, uh, just as we're eating a sandwich here, that you're done when you never say DevOps again, right? Like, it <laughs> becomes a thing. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I think, I think that's, it's, you stop talking about it, and that's when you can say you're done. But you're always going to see that, modernization will give you more tools that you didn't have last year. And that means certain things that you thought can never be optimized can actually be optimized again. So if you don't do it, you're somebody else who's competing with you is gonna do it. And so that means that you're really always trying to figure out what the long pole is. So it's hard for you to say, I'm done. But what you don't wanna be is you need to get done with picking a tool chain. Right. You, you have to somehow say, okay, I'm done with evaluating what my platform is and all of that. But then you just are embarking on a journey of continuous improvement. I mean, a lot of times people talk about continuous integration, continuous delivery. I like to call it as all of this stuff is good. It's hard to explain what they are, but the best thing to say is I'm doing CI and I call CI as continuous improvement. And right. then that's it. I mean, so you're just constantly improving what your process is. Well, on that note, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me here. It's been great having you on the show. Same here. Thank you.